Hey, Jimmy, you know what's going on April 14th through the 16th in 2020? No, what's going on? T4G. Together for the Gospels? You're done with T4G? Yeah, you know me. Stay tuned for more details. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Happy Labor Day weekend, boo Happy Labor Day weekend to you. Are you actually going to celebrate this year? Yeah, I'm going to celebrate by laboring. What? So gonna you're not going to take the day off no, like you're no. supposed to? I, I can't. Why? Because if I take off Monday, i got to take all the work that I was going to do on Monday and put it on Tuesday, and then I've got two days in one day. That math doesn't add up, Jimmy. i got to work. All right. You know you have a really unhealthy balance. No, right? it's a, I have a perfectly healthy balance. No, you well, don't. Monday, you gotta, are you at least going to try to do half Friday. a day? Are you going to at least try half a day? Well, at least well, every day for me is really a half day, Jimmy. You know, I really work a full day. <laughs> oh, is that, is that true? Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess you are a pastor. Yeah. yeah. And you only work like for what, an hour, yeah. two hours on Sunday? Uh, well, no, for uh, here, I work a few hours because we got oh, our three hour and, hour, hour and a half. Mm. And uh, I preach for 40 minutes. So, you know, I, I, I work, but, you know, but that's about it. Mostly. That, yeah. Mostly, I just basically troll the internet uh, for drama. Yeah, and, that sounds uh, it. That's what I do during the week. Just trying to make sure that you're up on top of these things and getting in your two cents and, yeah. and just kind of building, building kind of platforms. Yeah, I like to build my platform, uh, build my brand of theology. You know, that's what I like to do. Do all that stuff. Yeah, no, I got, I got to get some work done on Monday. Uh, it's my sermon prep day, so I, I really can't afford to, to not do my sermon prep because that's well, when I well, do. You could, you could do it on Tuesday. I got too much going on. on Tuesday. So if you, I'd lo- I've seen your calendar. You'd have no meetings on Tuesday. You have a staff meeting. Yes, I have a staff so, meeting, which... But that's it. Well, no, that's not all. That's, so, that's, so that's as not, I look at your calendar, right. you actually have a lot of time. So you no, could I'm have... meeting Seth yeah. at 2 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and that's nothing. And that's way in Skokie. That's a nothing burger. Okay, but no, it's way in Skokie. I got to do that. Why is he? Why are you going to him? He comes to you. Because I had to cancel him last time he was coming down here. Oh, because you didn't look at your calendar? Maybe. That sounds the that point. Sounds the right. point is, Jimmy, I'm honoring Labor Day by laboring. Okay, <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, you're that's dishonoring you Labor Day. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Was it? Uh, Do you have a good Sunday so far? So far, been really yeah. good. Yeah. Right, so we worshipped together. Worshipped. I yeah. And then went, went home, home and what'd you do? I cleaned my grill. Oh, getting ready for tomorrow. Getting ready for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gonna smoke some ribs, some uh, some sausage as well. Yeah, I'll be smoking cigars as well. <laughs> you know. Can do some hamburgers, hot dogs. We gonna have. We got some people coming over. Yeah, you clean. You clean the grill for hamburgers and hot dogs. Yeah, you don't clean the grill for hamburgers. Yeah, you do. No, I have no, no. two. I have Those two are... grills, so I'm gonna be smoking ribs. Okay, that's good. Ribs and all that, and then uh, at lunch we'll have uh, hamburgers. So I'll cook that on the other side. Did you clean that grill? Yeah, of course. You don't clean the grill yes, for hamburgers. You do. No, you only for real it. meats and hamburgers. Oh, no, you, you clean, clean the, the grill. grill. So, so it's all good. I got okay. the inside. Everything got it all. Oh, it looks good. You have two grills. Yeah. Wow. One percent are over here. <laughs> Two grills. Wow. What's for off, offset heat? Yeah. Oh, oh, offset, offset heat. heat. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Man, my burners are all busted. You turn mine on, it's just hot. That's well, all it yeah. is. It's hot. Yeah, because you know what? You don't clean it. You don't, you don't clean, have to you clean it for hamburgers and hot dogs. No. Yeah, you still do. No, because still the, grease. That's how you season the grate. Like It just no, gets filled the, with, and, with char <laughs> and fat, and it solidifies. And, and that's like, why it gets all too hot, because you get grease fires every time. That's for that, But that's how you're supposed to. No, that's, it's not. That's the American way, Jimmy. That is not the American how are, way. What are we talking about today? We're talking about the 1689. Uh, we're in chapter 19, paragraph 6. Ooh. So, so we're still 
continuing on God's law. God's law. And we were going to do six and seven, but six is really long. Six is really long. (laughs) So we're going to try and just kind of talk briefly about paragraph six here, get the big picture, and get you ready for paragraph seven before we move on to the next chapter. Jimmy, would you like to read paragraph six? Oh, sure. I would love to. Here we go. Although true believers are not under the law as a covenant of works to be thereby justified or condemned, yet it is of great use to them as well as to others in that as a rule of life, informing them of the will of God and their duty, it directs and binds them to walk accordingly, discovering also the sinful pollutions of their natures, hearts, and lives. So as examining themselves thereby, they may come to further conviction of humiliation for and hatred against sin together with a clear sight of the need they have of Christ and the perfection of his obedience it is likewise of use to the regenerator to restrain their corruptions in that it forbids sin and the threatenings of it to serve all right go ahead just keep going you can no, jump in there no no go you're ahead. making all these gestures because no, you want to jump in go ahead you're doing keep good. going it is likewise go ahead uh um, oh you weren't following it is likewise of use to the regenerate to restrain their corruptions in that it forbids sin and the threatenings of it serve to show what even their sins deserve and what affliction in this life they may expect for them, although freed from the curse and unallayed rigor thereof. The promise of it likewise shows them God's approbation of obedience and what blessings they may expect upon the performance thereof, though not as due to them by the law as a covenant of works. So as a man's doing good and refraining from evil, because the law encourages to the one and deters from the other, is no evidences of him being under the law and not under grace boom all right so so lengthy paragraph yeah. and jimmy really the big picture here in paragraph six is it's revisiting this idea that the law is still relevant to the christian life that the christian is still organically connected to the big 10 for example like to yeah. the to, to the revelation of god's will but we're not under the law as a covenant of works to be thereby justified or condemned. So what's that subtle difference there? Well, you know, or that you, distinction, I guess. Yeah, you hear what people say all the time. Like people say, I'm not under law. I'm under grace. Yeah, right. People say that all the time. And the reason they say that is because it says that in the New Testament, not under law, but under grace. So, yeah, they're just speaking scripture, Joe. Why, why are you against it? Oh, because you got to know what it means. <laughs> like, lots you of, say this thing. I do not think you know what it. Yeah. Yeah, like lots of cult leaders say what scripture says. Satan says what scripture says, and it doesn't mean that they're using it rightly. Mm-hmm. So, um, when, when, when someone says, or when the New Testament says, Hey, listen, we're not under law. We're under grace. Uh, okay. You're not under law as a covenant of works to be there by justified or condemned. This means that like in the covenant of works in the garden before um sin came in uh adam and eve were under this covenant of works if they obeyed they would live on they would receive the reward if they sinned they would be judged even in the mosaic covenant you see that principle at work um obey and there is life disobey and there is cursing and here it says although we are not under the law as a covenant of works to be thereby uh, justified or condemned it is of great use to them as well as to others so it's still useful. We're not under it as yeah. a covenant of works, but we are still under it yep. as a rule of life, informing us of God's will and our duty, right? Ooh. Oh, absolutely. It, it it directs and binds them to walk accordingly. So as we read scripture, as we look at the law, we see, okay, how is it that we are to live? How is it that we are to live according to God's will? What is it that that as we live, we please God, we glorify God, uh, and we, it shows us how we should be walking every day. So 
Jimmy, is it fair to say you have to obey the commandments? Yeah. Yeah, right? You, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, don't murder. Oh, yeah, uh, am, I, am I free to you, not murder? You don't have to, dude. Oh, I don't? You do not have to. No, we're going full Tullian here that oh, we don't have to going, worry you, about you, the law? No, no, you never go the full Tullian. You never go never, full Tullian. No, I can't go full Tullian? No, you can't go full Tullian. <laughs> half Tullian. <laughs> half Tullian at best. I want to keep my marriage. <laughs> no, no. Look, it's like you have to keep the law. Not for salvation, though, of course. Yeah. But you have to keep the law in order to honor God. You have to keep the law to walk in God's ways. You have to keep the law because it is your duty and your obligation. So this is uh, is part of the of the usefulness of the law. It informs us of God's will and our duty. It directs and binds us to walk accordingly. But it also does something else, doesn't it, Jimmy? It doesn't just point in the direction we're supposed to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Discovering also the sinful pollutions of their natures, hearts, and lives, so as examining their se- themselves thereby, they may come to further conviction of humiliation for it, hatred against sin. All right, what is that? What is that? It says that, that, that as we are walking God's way, as we're, the law shows us our corruption. Mm-hmm. It shows us the corrupt nature, uh, the corruption of our natures, of our hearts and our lives so that we would turn. Right. And so we like, would hate. We would go against our sin. This is, you know, the, the law doesn't, especially for the believer that has the spirit of God in them, Christ dwelling in them. The law, yes, the law shows us what we have done wrong. Um, but it also, you know, further points us to Christ, and, and we get into that here. And it actually is used by God to then show us how we're supposed to go. So it actually works for our good and our growth and, and our our progress. Wait, you mean the law is good? The law is holy, just, and good. We oh. should like it. We should rejoice in it. We should kind of be like the psalmists. Yeah, we should you know. taste and see. Yeah, that uh, – that the ESV is good for me. All right. So uh, <laughs> I would say that what we want to do is uh, look to the law, right? Not for salvation, yeah. but for direction. We, we, we look to the law to see, uh, all right, what have I done? So if, if God commands me, and then this is where like the Puritans are particularly helpful, because when they would dig into the Ten Commandments, they would do what Jesus did with, with the law is um, they would say, here's the command. Now, here's the principle behind the command. And understanding that principle helps you to dig deep into your life so that you understand what the law really requires and what the what law really forbids. Yeah. That way, you can see the varied ways in which you have broken that law and the varied ways you need to repent and begin to walk in newness of life. Of course, that newness of life comes from the gospel, comes from Christ. But that's part of what the law does. It shows us how we're supposed to go. It points out what is broken in us, where we have gone astray, calls us to confession and repentance. That's right. So conviction of, and you should be humiliated uh, uh, when you know because of your sin, right? And you should hate your sin. So yeah. as you're as you're as Joe's talking about as you're as you're growing and as you're reading as you're looking at the law, that law is good in the sense that it's it's showing you what needs to change, right? And then it says, together with a clearer sight of the need they have of Christ and the perfection of his obedience. Mm. So you, the the law, the way I've talked about it before, is the law shows us what's right, what's wrong, and what's needed. So the law shows us what's right, God's ways. What's wrong, our ways. What's needed, a savior to forgive us and to redeem us from the curse of the law. And that's what we read here that we get a clearer sight, not just of our sin, but the need we have for a perfect Savior. 
And that way, this is its likewise of use to the regenerate to restrain their corruptions and that it forbids sin and the threatenings of it serve to show what even their sins deserve. So, I mean, think about that. When you see the threatenings of judgment concerning the law, it helps you to know what your sins actually deserve, even though we're not going yeah. to get what we deserve. How is it helpful, Jimmy? How is it helpful to know what our sins deserve? What should that do in us? Well, that should elicit a few things. One, it should, it should humble us. It should humble us that we're not receiving what we deserve. And it also then should be, uh, that humility should be leading towards, uh, gratitude, mm. right? A thankfulness to God over that, even though, even though we deserve it, we didn't receive it. He, did not deserve it, and yet he received it. Now, consider that. If the law grieves us over our sin, right? If the law convicts us for our sin, and we see what we should get, like what our sins actually deserve, even though we don't. And then, like you said, now we consider Christ, who received what he didn't deserve, what we deserve. That should make our sins even all the more painful and disgusting to us absolutely they? it's that hatred mm-hmm. that humiliation that we should have for our sin uh not just because it makes a fool of us but because we have uh we have gone against our god we have and, sinned against our god and christ suffered like honestly um you know i'll hate my sin because well because i sometimes i'll hate my sin because it has embarrassed me mm-hmm. or sometimes i'll hate my sin because uh i hurt somebody and i love that person it's better when I hate that sin because I know it, it's an offense to God. That's right. But I'll tell you what really makes me start to hate my sin is when I, when I really consider, when I contemplate that Christ was whipped, scourged, spat upon, crucified, received the wrath of God on the cross and was murdered for my sins. Um, so I really... Like my sins haven't just offended God. My sins killed the son of God. Yeah. And that is a means for me to really begin to get a a truer sense of how messed up things are. And uh, listen, I don't want you guys to be like Joe. I don't want you to be like Joe and to continue in your sin offending God. And so right now I want you to go register for the T4G conference uh, that's happening April 14th and 16th in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, here's the thing. If you're listening to this on Monday, you can't register yet because they have the whole, oh, registration's not open, but you're going to be on September 3rd. There's a good email address. Get a reminder. Uh, but then on the 3rd, that's when you can start registering. Yeah. And let me just tell you right now, if you're listening to this and you go and you register, there's a promo code. Oh, what's the promo code? There's a promo code just for D&D listeners. Oh, what's the pro- what do they get? Uh, the, with the promo code, yeah. they will get 10 bucks off individual tickets. You're welcome. And, uh, you're the, welcome. The promo code is doctrine. Doctrine. So when you're, when you're checking out, enter doctrine in there, you get the $10 discount individual and they might, I don't know. I don't, they didn't say this, but who knows? They might wind up giving you like, uh, like a bunch of free books on top of it. I don't know. Yeah. Just, they're they're probably going to give you, they might even give you like a free entry or, or they possibly just might, uh, free uh, seminary free, education. Exactly. I don't know you might what's get, going you on. You might get a free tuition, a free ride to Southern. You do, possibly. No, I don't know yet. We don't know. They didn't I, say so, that. Yeah, we, they did they, not say that. No, but there, there was a twinkle in his eye. Yeah. There was a little bit of a, Hey Jim, we're going to take care of your listeners. Yeah. Doug. Uh, Doug, yeah, thank Dougie. you, Doug. Doug, that, that's really good of you. And so now we can't talk about the theme yet. Oh, we the can't theme? Tell, Listen, we can't. the that's theme is theme. good. That's it's a good theme. theme. Oh, you know what I like, though? Uh, the speakers. The speakers. The spe- man. They that's won't let us talk lineup. about the speakers because- That's a good lineup, but that, that one's even better. That one's a good- 
I'm that, looking at the names. Okay, no, that guy's good. I that know who you're talking good. about. Yeah. This one, and, okay, there's there's one name I'm like, I don't know who you is. There's two names I'm like, I don't know who you is. You don't really, How do you not know that guy? I, that, I don't know. I've never, I've never heard of him. All right. Well, listen, these are, you know, all, okay, well, that guy, okay, okay, no, I know who you don't know. See? I don't know who that guy is either. See? Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. But, but they must a, be good. They must be good. Okay, listen, the ones that we know, very good preaching. Very, very good. Good very theologians. Good. And I don't know, maybe if you all used your uh, your promo code, Doctrine, you all not only save money, but maybe they're going to be like, oh, we need to get the Jofo there. Doug. Right, Doug? Get us there, Doug. And we ain't doing a, a breakout. No. We I don't want main stage. We do main stage. We do main stage. And, and listen. One of these names can't come after us, okay? Because we don't want to embarrass him by having to follow the Joe. He doesn't want to follow the Joe. Yeah, so he's already asked us not to go before him. Yeah, but everybody knows he, he speaks every year, so it's not a big deal. You know. <laughs> so, all right, you go to t4g.org. Uh, not yet, but on the third, right. it opens up. Get in on that conference. Use a promo code Doctrine, and there's early bird registration until October 31st. All right, so going back to the 1689, chapter uh, 19, paragraph 6. Now, as it continues to unpack this, it says that um, the afflictions that we oftentimes encounter in life, Mm -hmm. although we have been freed from the curse uh, of... Of of God's wrath, yeah. that there is still an affliction that can come our way that He'll bring discipline upon yeah. us. Essentially, the Lord disciplines those He loves, right? And it don't feel good; it hurts, but yeah. it's so that we can share in His holiness. And so we can see that you know He'll He'll use the law or even our transgression of the law uh, to to teach us how we are to live. And so hopefully this happens in formative ways, not in reformative ways, because reformative ways, as we all know, ain't no fun. Yeah, and it continues the promises. Of it, likewise, show them God's approbation of obedience. Now, Joe, for Steve McCoy that's listening right now, approbation is it like apropos? Uh, approval. A- approval. Yeah, it's the approval yeah. of obedience. Yeah. Likewise, show them God's approval of obedience. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, why can't they just say that? Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, oh, right, because Steve, they're fancy Baptists. These are fancy yeah, yeah. Baptists. Okay, you're you're welcome. Yeah, Steve, we don't blame you for not knowing that because he sees Steve sees approbation and he thinks reprobation and he's like, what? <laughs> what well, reprobation for obedience? <laughs> well, even then, he doesn't even know what that word means. No, we'll but, he, but he knows know. it's scary. But he just he knows, he knows it's a scary not good. word. Yeah, <laughs> Steve gets scared. All right, so, so the promises of it likewise shows God's approval of obedience yep. and what blessings they may expect upon the performance thereof, though it's not due to them as by the law as a covenant of works. So, in other words, God is pleased mm-hmm. when we obey. He He delights in his children doing what he says, even though we can't do it perfectly. You know, just like a father delights in his son yep. doing what's right. Now, I know people would say, well, isn't God holy and doesn't he hate all sin? Well, yes, but Christ has atoned for our sins and our good works, our obedience to God's law comes from faith. Yeah. And with faith, it's possible to please God. Without faith, it's not possible to please God. And Christ perfects our works. All of that works together so that God is pleased and he approves. And oftentimes there are corresponding graces and blessings that come uh, with a godly life. I mean, you just read Proverbs and you can see that that godliness oftentimes begets a more peaceful life. Yeah, now, yeah. there are times when it brings intense persecution and uh, and difficulty and, and suffering, but oftentimes it brings about, it leads to a more peaceful and prosperous life. So that's all very good. So as man's doing good and refraining from evil, because the law encourages to the one and deters from the other, is mm. no evidence of his being under the law and not under grace. Okay, so these, in other words... So we have this law, 
it says, do this, don't do this. Yeah. Do this to honor God, to obey God, to enjoy God. Don't do these things because if you disobey, then you're going to displease God and there may be a consequence of discipline. This does not mean, this is the point here at the end, this does not mean that you're under the law as a covenant. It doesn't mean that you're not under grace. You are under grace. But some people, in talking about law and gospel, make too hard of a distinction between mm-hmm. the two. They separate the two, right, so that they're almost mutually exclusive. They're 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 distinct, but they're connected. Yeah, and uh, and they work together in our lives. It's law and gospel. I know when when I'm thinking about uh, the Ten Commandments, I I'm or. Or the commands as they're, you know, they're, they're laid out in the New Testament. Um, and I, I probably, to be honest, I spend more time there, right? I mean, I just, you know, I know the Ten Commandments. Everybody should know the Ten Commandments. Oh, here we go. Here Memorize comes, their Ten here Commandments. Here comes Joe's rant. Hey, pastors. Uh-huh, hey, here pastors. We go. Uh-huh. If you know the starting lineup for a sports team, but you don't know the Ten Commandments, hang it up. Knock it off. Oh, come on. Oh, Seriously. Oh. Bro, if you're a pastor. No, you're only saying that because you only you know no sports ball. But I know I know all like I know the scripts to horror movies and heavy metal lyrics. I know like I I got a lot of stuff okay, I memorized okay, too. Right, yeah. well and, done. But, like so okay. So hey if you if you if you if you can, know all the Marvel, if you know every character in the Marvel cinematic universe, but you don't know the Ten Commandments, hang it up. How about that? <laughs> if you can rank the best horror movies of this year. Uh, quicker than you can rattle off the Ten Commandments, Joe Thorne, hang it up, knock it off. So just take the law seriously, guys, come on. But when I'm thinking about the law, I tend to focus on a couple because I tend to have bigger struggles in just a couple of areas. Yeah. And uh, we, most of us do, right? Like, you know, some people are really angry. Some people are really lustful. Some people are really greedy, like whatever it is. And um, so, but here's the thing. While I think it's it's a good idea for us to... um, really seek to attack the sins in our lives that are most obvious to us, it would be good for us to revisit all Ten Commandments somewhat frequently, if not regularly, because there's a whole lot that we're missing. And if you're focusing so much of your attention on, let's say you struggle with anger, right? And um, and you're digging deep and you're understanding, oh, pride is underneath this and uh, under the sin and I got to attack that. All the while, lust you're not even checking, right? You're yeah. not even working on it. So I think it's a good habit to go through the Ten Commandments. And my favorite uh, work on the Ten Commandments is Thomas Watson on the Ten Commandments. Thomas Watson on the Ten Commandments. You can probably find it online for free and uh, just Google it. You can Google it. I don't have to link for you. Google. Um, yeah, because you're not going to. I probably won't. But I will link to the Amazon where we get a kickback for. So you uh, if you buy that hardcover. Um, but Thomas Watson on the Ten Commandments is just such a easy read it's so good i remember reading that thing out loud to jen at the river when we were dating oh Sunday, so romantic that was a sabbath romance after oh. church going down to the river reading that's the puritans together people call that the sexy sabbath that's the sexy Sabbath. well it wasn't sexy because there was nothing you know just oh. romantic oh. oh but it wasn't like you know mm. it wasn't like you know worldly yeah. oh okay you know, gotcha. it wasn't like you know, it wasn't anything inappropriate uh-huh. going on jimmy mm. but we would go yeah. to the river. but you know what the lord sees we weren't macking yeah okay, the, that's the, the lord sees the lord, hey, lord sees all. all i didn't do anything yeah jen, jen, jen wasn't having any of that yeah you jen, know what never mind yeah, no. <laughs> i'll be like hey girl and she'd be like shut up and read <laughs> she'd be like, read that puritan fool <laughs> i'm not making out come on we're not married yet so um, I would recommend that, and um, and you can find you know good works on it. I think did Kevin DeYoung come up? I'll link to a couple of resources on the Ten Commandments that are good. But my point is, is I think it's a good idea as we're considering the law to 
know the 10, memorize the 10, and then take some time exploring each of it, right? You can do some good devotionals through the 10 commandments, yeah. especially if you do the work to prep for it, because then you can talk about, well, here's the commandment. Um, here's the principle behind the command, the person behind the command being God. Here are the ways, the things that it calls for and the things that it forbids. But then if you're really going to teach them and do them devotionally, how does Christ fulfill that law? Like in what ways did Christ keep that, fulfill that, save you from it? And then what does gospel obedience look like to that today in the new covenant? Like that would be a good thing to do. That's my my recommendation for people, Jimmy, as they're considering these things in light of paragraph six. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You could follow us online on Instagram and Twitter, Twitter at Doc. Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Banana bam, bam. <laughs> At Dr. Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. Joe, there's still time. We've got the uh, Doctrine oh. and Devotion West Coast Conference happening yep. uh, September 28th in Rancho Santa Margarita. I can't wait. You know who's there? Uh, Chris Pobletti. Never forgetty. Mouse spaghetti. That's right. That's right. Chris <laughs> Pobletti, man. Oh, I can't wait. So, yeah, people are registering. The, we're going to have a really good time. Uh, we're gonna. It's, it's all about contending for the gospel. Yep. How do we... How do we um, protect orthodoxy, but also promote unity at the same time? How can you be someone who who points at error and corrects brothers and sisters without, without being, being a jerk? jerk. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Head out over to doctrinevotion.com slash west. Uh, we got Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursdays. And stay tuned for th- uh, th- on Thursday's episode. We're going to go through. We're going to give the theme. Oh, yeah. And we're going to list the speakers for the T4G conference happening in April. Maybe there's a surprise in that speakers list. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not saying there is. Maybe the Jofo is one of them. I'm not saying, like, I'm not allowed to say who it is. Yeah, we can't talk about it yet. But it's it's possible. It's within the real possibility that it's us, that we're on that list. Yeah, maybe. 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 You know what? You should register now before we even tell you. That way you're really surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Later, guys.